Welcome to The Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury-Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six-figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey, beautifuls. Hey, unicorns. How are you? So excited to be with you today. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. Welcome to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. If you're new, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are a community of women entrepreneurs who rebel against the status quo and dare to create the businesses of our dreams. I teach six tenants to help my unicorn friends reach their goals to make six and seven figures and honestly, really be successful, fulfilled, and content holistically. As a business owner, what I can tell you guys is that leveling up brings up all your ish. And there's a lot of mindset, emotional, mental exercises, tools, leveling up that needs to happen um, in order to lead a business successfully. I don't care if it's a solopreneur business or it's a business of 15 or 20 employees making multiple six figures or multi-millions of dollars. The head, the CEO, of the company has to be the things he or she wants out of his or her employees. That's just a principle. That's just a truth of life. So in on you know in my podcast, in my course, in my coaching, I teach all the marketing and the tools and the branding and the sales techniques to get you to where you need to be financially. However, I also do the mindset, self-esteem, integrity, um, self-awareness work that's required for you to be a high-level unicorn. A unicorn, to be a unicorn means that you are in your rear. And today, In today's world, it's extremely uncommon to be satisfied, content, and happy and authentic. And and when I use the word happy, I do not mean that everything is going goes your way, um, no pain. Happy is really a mindset, content. Um, And so what you're going to hear on this podcast, you're going to hear the techniques and the tools and the tricks, but you're going to get a lot of mindset healing work because it it goes hand in glove and that's just the truth. Okay. So on today's episode, I'm teaching on how to up-level your self-esteem. As leaders, we must become what we wish to teach and foster in, in others. I'll say that again. As leaders, we must become what we wish to teach and foster in others. 
the most important relationship you will have is the relationship you have with yourself. It's the deepest relationship. It's the most meaningful relationship. And it's the relationship you have with yourself is going to impact and show up in every area, every area of your life. And if you have a, a tree, if, you're, if your life is a tree and it's not bearing fruit or it's not bearing good fruit, you got to look within and you got to do the heavy lifting. And that's what I'm here to help and teach today. Now, we're talking about self-esteem, so I'm going to define it. It's not like self-esteem is one of those words like love and that's so broad and it's used a lot that sometimes we're not, we don't, we miss the meaning. We miss the meaning of what it means truly. So I'm going to break that down, the meaning that I am working with today. Self-esteem is an intimate thing. It lives within us. It's within your most inner being is where your self-esteem lives. Self-esteem is internal. Nothing external can validate or invalidate you. Nothing external can validate or invalidate you. Okay, it's self-work. And something to think about before I go into the definition of self-esteem is what determines your self-esteem are your actions, period right? Thoughts become our actions. Our thoughts become our actions. So a man thinketh, so he is. It's in the Bible. And what you think you become. So if you have negative self-talk, you don't have trust with yourself, you have the sinking thinking, if your life is a tree, it, 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 the, it will bear no fruit or it will bear bad fruit. And you have to go into that root. You have to go inside and really, really surgically remove those nasty, toxic thoughts that were taught to us in our childhoods and modeled to, to us by um, sometimes caregivers that did not have high self-esteem, had low self-esteem. So now as an adult, you have to, now heal yourself and work on that. And some people might say, well, Felicia, what does this have to do with uh, being a unicorn entrepreneur? Everything, because we want team members with good self-esteem. We want good culture. And that's not going to happen if the head has low self-esteem. All of us has had bosses, or I have had bosses who were nasty their yes didn't mean yes. Their no didn't mean no. They were small. They were belittling. Whether they were technically successful or not, meaning making money or not, they created environments that made the people around them feel less than, horrible, lots of turnover. And as a result, I, I would say they're unsuccessful. You know, the way you treat people, the environment you cultivate is so important. It's so important. And not only that, Everything that I, I'm my own guinea pig. So anything that I'm teaching is something that God, is something that I have gone through, that God has taught me and I've done the work and I still have lots of work to do. So I, people, a lot of people say, push you come across as being confident um, and competent. And I will say, yes, that's true. In certain areas, I am extremely competent and I feel 
like I have positive self-esteem and high self-esteem in certain areas. There are areas God has recently revealed to me, the universe has recently revealed to me where my self-esteem isn't where it should be. And I'm, I, I did the work uh, over maybe a year ago and continue to do the work and up-leveled myself in those areas. We now live in a society, the Instagram, the Facebook, the, the, appear, the appearance. There's a lot of people who have pseudo, pseudo high self-esteem. But let me tell you, if your private life is in shambles and publicly you have this image of being someone of high self-esteem, that isn't, that means you don't, that, that's a lie, right? So even keep keeping up the facade makes us feel shame and different things to actually lower our self-esteem. The, the win-win, what unicorns want is that when our personal life is healthy and our image is healthy. Now, healthy, positive, high self-esteem, successful does not mean perfect. We will still go through all the things that human beings go through. Don't get that twisted. And I love to say that because some people have this unrealistic expectation that everything is going to be, you know, daisies and perfection. And that does not exist. You, when you have high self-esteem, your ability to deal with conflict and to not internalize it and to eat the fish out the bones and learn your lesson and move on is much, it's high. You have that skill. Now, if you have low self-esteem, you may go through a life challenge and you internalize it. You make it mean that you're not worthy, you're ugly, you're fat, you're stupid. Things would be better if, you know, if this, if that, if the third thing. And the only real issue that's happening is that you have stinking thinking, you have low self-esteem, and therefore your thought quality is very low, low vibration. And therefore the fruit from your live tree is non-existent, no fruit, or it's, you know, poor quality. So we have to go to the root. We have to go to the root. We have to understand, okay, let's get this. I'm so passionate about self-esteem. I'm so passionate about self-esteem because in today's society, we have a problem. And I, I this is something I've been passionate about since I was in high school. I remember like there was like this bully who was always just sort of like, we're like in the lunchroom and this, this young man, he just liked to talk horribly about people and just, you know, roasting them and things like that. And I just thought like to myself, like one day sitting down there at like 14, 15 years old, like, wow, this person is really hurting. This person has really low self-esteem. Like anytime I look at people who belittle people, who cultivate toxic environments, who are extremely superficial, so that's the pseudo high self-esteem people. But in reality, they are not fulfilled. In reality, they have very negative thoughts of themselves. In reality, they're not well, they're not whole. I actually feel very sad and I feel empathetic towards them 
And I have said, my best friend will tell you, Tian, speaking of, she's like, you've always been like that, like this. You've always had this passion for me. You've always, this is something that God has placed in my heart. And it's, I believe it's one of the reasons I was placed here on earth. So you can't, self-esteem is so important. It really, really colors the lens of which how we live, color the lens of how we see the world, colors the lens of the thoughts we have and therefore the actions the actions that we take are low vibration low self-esteem actions and low vibration low self-esteem actions will always produce no fruit in your life as a matter of fact it might it might produce fruit that in fact is toxic and might kill you (laughs) You know, so it, it may even be a life and death situation, and I'm, I do not kid. So let me get into this definition. Self-esteem is confidence in our ability to think, confidence in our ability to cope with the basic challenges of life, and confidence in our right to be successful and happy, the feeling of being worthy, deserving, entitled to assert our needs and wants and achieve our values and to enjoy the fruits of our labor. This is major because when I'm coaching, what I notice is that people don't want to put up videos. They don't want to put up pictures. They don't want to put their work. We're so afraid of rejection because our self-esteem is so low that we don't even shoot our shot at our purpose. And I come against that. We're we're not doing that. Life is finite. It is short. You're going to shoot that shot and you're going to keep on shooting until you score. And you can't do that or you're it's very unlikely that you will do that on a consistent basis if your self-esteem is low. So let's work on that self-esteem, okay? Now, one must have high self-esteem in order to achieve success that is healthy and love-based. I personally only want success. And, I, and for me, my definition of success really is my ability to execute the goals that I have for my life because success is a very individual thing. So I, like there's there's goals I have in my interpersonal relationships, there's financial goals, there's fitness goals, and then there's goals that I have as far as just fun and pleasure and leisure. So what that might look like is I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to spend more time with my mom, my grandma, my sister, my best friends, my family, my puppy. I want to make sure I work out five days a week. I want to make sure I'm in the word, meditating, reading the Bible on a daily basis. I want to make sure I'm giving back a percentage of my income. I want to make sure that I'm able to pay my staff this, this, and this. So you see what I'm saying? So I have my own individual um, definition of success. For me, my ability to effectively execute that is successful. So I'm not dealing with any cookie cutter or someone else projecting their idea of success onto me. So you may look at my life and you may not see success and a lot of people do. So it depends on what your definition is. And it's a very individual thing. That's a common, you know, my course helps people to make that first six figures or to make seven figures, but the number is individual. We'll, we will parse out and analyze, okay, 
what you want to make and why and what what is your definition of 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 a juicy a big fat juicy life and then let's get it i'm not here to project upon anybody what that is but i will say we need money women we need money to change the world we need money in order to cure cancer we need money in order to do research for sickle cell. We need money in order to pay for our our parent or family member who is sick to have round the clock care or to live with us. So money is necessary in order to be a kind-hearted giver. If that's not you may not have that. It's okay also to want to take lavish vacations and buy luxury items. I think that it's 100% okay for for people to have that desire within themselves. Something else I've also noticed, I've been running one of my businesses for about four to five years now, and I've done a lot of hiring, is that you have to know the signs of high self-esteem and low self-esteem in order to effectively hire and also in order to effectively choose which clients that you want to do business with. The team members you hire that have low self-esteem, they're going to be more toxic, difficult to manage. Um, And it may not be what you're looking for as far as the culture of your company. So it's something as a leader you need to know and look. So even if you have amazing pristine self-esteem, you need to understand what you're looking for in others. That nightmare client that calls you all the time and is leaving bad reviews and is threatening you, that person most likely has very low self-esteem. And you have to know how to look for it and, and reject it if that's not what you're wanting to do business with or to work in your business and help help you achieve your goals. If self-esteem is low, you will live a life that's more designed to avoid pain than it is to experience joy. And that is antithetical to being a unicorn. Everything you would do, so you don't want to post those pictures. You don't want to make your sales pitch. You, You don't want to ask for the money that you are entitled. You don't think you're worthy of high retainers. So if you feel this way and I'm coaching you, we're going to have a lot, we're going to do more work on the self-esteem before we even get to the business, because you're not going to shoot your shot. You don't believe you're worthy. You listen, my mom has a, a one of her best friends, Miss Benita. She's African. And she says, and, and my mom always says this to me at times, or my mom at times has said this to me, if human being has done it, that's how she says, if human being has done it, then I too can do it. And it's something that I think about often. So if you see somebody else out there and they have a successful virtual business or they have a successful business or they have, if they can do it, they're not, they're not more beautiful, skinny, better, white, black, purple, polka dot. And that is the reason they can do it. That thinking is a lie from the pits of hell. If it's possible, then you can do it. 
you, you have to do it your own way. You have to put your own swag on it. You have to put your own secret sauce on it. You're not going to do it like she, somebody else did it or he. In the space that I am, there's a lot of white males. That's how they do it. As an attorney in Central Florida, it's, it's a good old boys club. And I, if you go on my website, the Fab Law Firm, I'm there in all my blackness in my purple suit. She's here. <laughs> I'm me. If you want a good old boy attorney, that's what you do. But we are busy beyond belief to where we're even turning away people. So there's some, there's a percentage of the people here in Central Florida that want to do business with me. It's not everybody. You have to find your specific tribe. So those stinking thinkings are indications that you're struggling with self-esteem. Poor self-esteem prevents positive and creative thoughts and distorts our thoughts. This is so good. It's so simple, but it's so good. So you're, when your self-esteem is low, you're not even thinking rationally. Or So someone may think like, well, I'm fat. So a, a female attorney I, I'm coaching and she gained a little weight in the pandemic like we all have, or a lot of us have, I have, and I'm on my way down. I'm 17 pounds down, guys, in 30 days. I'm on the Peloton. I'm on the Peloton tread. And honestly, I've been working out the whole pandemic and not losing weight. I actually started intermittent fasting, sidebar, and really fine-tuning my diet. And now the weight is falling off and reducing stress. I've cut off some dead fat, not on my body, but people, because stress will, will do it to you. But back to it, to this, this concept, poor self-esteem prevents positive and creative thoughts and distorts our thoughts. Mm, the devil is a liar. The devil lives in, in, in lies. So you can't see, you can't see yourself objectively. You can't imagine this big juicy life. And if you can't see it, you cannot achieve it. If you, if you have that stinking error message, error message, error message, error, and it's telling you things that are lies, there's no way that you are going to act in a way that's going to produce fruit on your tree. Impossible. We have to work. And this is not affirmations don't work. I do meditate. I do affirmations, but affirmations are not going to increase your self-esteem. Self-esteem is not an event. It's a process and it has to be a practice. What is your self-esteem practice? You have to have a practice. There's no way, like I lost 17 pounds. I think it was like, in, I'm on my fitness pile, guys. I think it was on like in a six week period. But I didn't lose 16 pounds in a day or 17 pounds in a day. And that's not even possible. It was a slow, even though that may sound like a, a relatively short time, I actually have another 30, 30, 30 40 pounds to go um, it, in my view. It happened gradually half a pound, no pounds, no pounds, no pounds, one pound. It happened like that. So that's the same way in which your self-esteem will increase. Don't worry, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to be giving you some tangible things that you need to be doing and focusing on to establish a self-esteem practice.
because it's a practice. You can't listen to this podcast and have, then boom, have high health self-esteem. The most pretty girl in the world or baddest guy in the world could come into your life and decide that you're the one. And that's not going to even make you feel like having high self-esteem. You can have all the money in the world and successes in business, and that's not going to increase your self-esteem. You have high self-esteem, and then you get all those things. Now, sometimes some people are able to get all those things with low self-esteem. And what do you see? Drug use, suicide, hotmess.net. They can't keep it. They can't sustain it. We know so many celebrities who've had it and even just entrepreneurs who've had it, but they can't sustain it. My grandpa used to say that your talent will get you there, but your character, your character, that's how he would say it, will keep you there. And I'm going to say it, grandpa, like your self-esteem will keep you there. So if you don't have high self-esteem, healthy self-esteem, you may attain it. You're not going to be able to keep it. I want you to keep it. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks that help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert your tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. So people with low self-esteem don't have a confidence problem. They have a fear problem. Fear is what is driving them. Fear of not being worthy. Fear of other people's thoughts. Fear, what if I'm not smart enough? What if I'm not good enough? Fear. And they get crippled by the fear. And as a result of that, live a very small and sad life. And the reason why it's sad is not because it's small. The reason it's sad is because it's not the life they wanted. It's not the life that they were created to live. So anything that's outside of its intended use, it's sad, right? It's sad. Now, so instead of living in a way to avoid pain, you have to lean in and feel the pain and know that you're strong enough, you're capable enough to overcome it. I, I, start ta- I start giving like these situations in life, my resume when they come up. So if, an, if I have to fire an employee and this is actually a true story, I had to flat fire an employee and we are super busy. So then we started to bustle. And so I was like, okay, I didn't become fearful. I started to give 
this, the universe, the, the circumstance, my resume. You know what I've been through? <laughs> you know what I have conquered? Do you know what I have come on the other side of? So you have to start talking that thing and giving it your resume. Like, uh, what, what did Beyonce say? You must not know about me. You must not act accordingly. Certainly act accordingly. So I'm going to give you guys some ways to identify, like three, three things to look for that distinguishes low self-esteem and high self-esteem. Low self-esteem dislikes the unknown and the unfamiliar. High self-esteem loves new adventures. Low self-esteem avoids challenges. High self-esteem craves and creates challenges. Low self-esteem avoids responsibility. High self-esteem invites responsibility. So if you're hiring, dating, or looking to mentor, these are the things you need to look for. If you notice that somebody is so, they, that's something I notice in coaching. The person is saying that they're unhappy with the current circumstance. They're coming to me to be coached and they want a new circumstance. I tell them the new things that they need to be doing and they fight to justify the current circumstance that they don't want. And it's a very interesting thing because it's very fascinating because the reason they're doing that is because the current situation, even though it's not the result that they want, it's not the, the life that they deserve or they want for themselves, it's comfortable, <laughs> it's known. And therefore, and, and, and they don't know about the other place and what, what it's gonna cost them. They know it's gonna cost them something, they don't know what it's gonna cost them, they don't know. They don't know what it's gonna be like. And so they fight against the changes. And that's very interesting. So you see people fighting to stay in situations that they're unhappy with and that don't serve them. That's an indication that the self-esteem is not good. The converse is also true. When you see people who embrace new, you know, moving to a new city or start serial entrepreneurs or people who are adapt very well to change, that's an indication that someone has healthy and or high self-esteem. High self-esteem is not arrogance. Look it up in the dictionary, guys. <laughs> it's not. Arrogance is not cool. We're not into that. We're into healthy and high self-esteem. So. Now, the as far as if you're looking at someone who avoids responsibility, I remember back in the day, I was dating somebody they, and, and ultimately did not it ended up not working out because they ended up having like a severe clinical depression and all of that. But I remember very early on, they said something that was indicative of having low self-esteem. And I, I kind of caught on to it, but I didn't haven't, I hadn't done this work. So I hadn't, I didn't really understand that that was something that indicated low self-esteem, which I would have avoided dating that person had I known. So this stuff is just actually good really across the board. What he said was, for those who want to know, he said, um, we were just having a typical, like a regular conversation. I think it was over the phone. And he was just like, we're talking about people have asking us to be like 
emergency contact. And he said, I don't want to be anybody's emergency contact. And I was like, I just thought, hmm, that's a little strange. <laughs> a little strange. And I and I said, why? Like, I don't want, like, for, like, for the record, it's not like I like emergencies, but I would want to be someone's emergency contact. I'm definitely a giver. And I would want to do anything to help someone I love in an emergency. So, and then, and he was a very nice giving person too, but it was interesting that his physician was like, I, he was like, oh, I was causing me so much anxiety. I don't know what to do. That's indicative of somebody who does not believe that they are, can show up in an emergency. They don't have confidence and trust with themselves that they could execute and be there for somebody. So it's interesting. Had I done this work then, I would have been like, mm you know, low self-esteem. That's not, I'm not into that as far as dating or anything like that. So I'm, I just think this is very interesting to definitely think about these things in practical terms. Okay. Um, people, if you know people who are like man children or women children who are avoiding responsibility and are like being hermits and like living uh, in caves and stuff like that, that's also um, somebody who's very low self-esteem. Life is to be lived, honey. Okay, to be lived. Now, here are some things you can do to increase self-esteem. Now, I'm not going to get into, I might break these down throughout other episodes. I'm sort of going to give you the things you can do. But, you know, come on. If you if this is the first time you're listening to me, I'm going to do this for your benefit. But people who've been uh, with me, you know what it is. In other words, pick one thing and, and do it for 30 days and extrapolate on it for 30 days and then add on the second and add on the if you don't like all of them if they seem a little you know abstract pick what you do like and have a practice you are what you practice you know what you do consistently okay live in the moment this is a big one guys i've recently started to uh meditate on a consistent basis and i really I think meditation is prayer, <laughs> but that's a whole nother, other, other conversation. But I guess it's, you know, I meditate on one phrase and it's usually something, something that could be considered a prayer and, and people can meditate on whatever they want to. You can meditate on affirmations. There's so many ways to do it, but I meditate now intentionally. I've always been a prayer, but now I meditate with breathing and with the, with and to me, meditation is being in the moment and not being caught up in your, being in the present moment. And it's life-changing. And, you know, I read a book by Tim Ferriss. I think it's called Tools of the Titan. And it's a whole bunch. It's like a collective of all the people he's interviewed on his podcast. And these are a lot of top performers. Um, and unicorns for sure. And all of them, a large percentage, he does like a breakdown of like morning routines of these high performers and a high percentage of them. If I think all had some kind of meditation. So that's not by mistake. So live in the moment. One way that you can do that is to start to meditate um, or pray or be in the moment. Now, some, what I noticed with a lot of these tools that that teachers and gurus put out there 
it just seems so intimidated. Make it very simple. So for me, I like sit cross legs. Sometimes I lay down. I just take a couple of deep breaths. I have a phrase. Sometimes it's, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. Sometimes it is, I, um, I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of the finer things in life. I'm worthy of a big juicy life. Any of these phrases, sometimes it's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is me. It's what I do. Don't at me. <laughs> Don't at me. By the way, I do have an Instagram, the fab life 86. I'm going to start being like more mixy and social guys. <laughs> My social, social media managers like can, can come on. Can, let's get it together. I'm going to get it together for you guys. I'm here. This work is important. It's more important than me liking my privacy. So I'm putting myself out there for you guys because you're worth it. Because you're worth it. Focus on what you can change. So guys, commit to radical self-improvement. Radical. So I can change. There's so many things you can't control in life. You can control what you think. You can control what you eat. You can control the way in which you treat people. You can you can control the way you respond to situations. You can control if you start a business or not. You can control if you get a coach or not. You can control a lot. So focus on that. Focus on one or two areas that you can control. And with your prefrontal cortex, devise a plan and be consistent with it. Your life will change. It'll be awesome. Beyond, It'll blow your mind. You'll pinch yourself. I find myself pinching myself a lot lately. Stay, another thing you can do is stay authentic to your true self. Stay authentic to your true self. Don't say yes when you don't mean yes. If somebody's offensive, check them. Have boundaries like a boss and show people the door who don't want to respect your boundaries. If you're not someone who um, enjoys particular things, don't act like you enjoy it. Why? You you can always be kind and loving and feminine and and whatever it is you want to be, but always be authentic. And authenticity really requires knowing what uh, knowing what's you and what's been projected on you because what. What do you do just because you came from a family that thinks a certain way and models certain behavior and what's truly you? Mm, 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 mm. Another thing you can do is live a purposeful life. A purposeful life. A purpose-filled life. Ah, oh, what is your purpose? Why are you here? It doesn't really have to be this complicated thing. It could just be to bring light and laughter. Like I, I, and the way you know is that you feel on fire. You feel butterflies all over when you're doing that. Like I love helping people. I became a lawyer because I think it was it's a, it's a great tool to help people. Right? You get you get a lot. You have an ability to really help people uh, when you're a lawyer. Um, and as a criminal defense attorney in the past, I was able to do that. 
you know, got eight not guilties. And, and um, as an insurance defense attorney, I was able to do that. I saved the company millions and billions of dollars. As a social, when I did social security disability, medical malpractice, um, all of that was able to be effective and, and uh, help people who were in terrible accidents and someone made a mistake, get money so they can feed themselves and their families. I particularly loved when I did workers' compensation because these are people who dedicate their whole life to backbreaking work, got hurt on the job and the insurance company was like, nope, can't get your money. I was like, I have something to say about that. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. And now I help people go through, it feels like therapy. It feels like my ministry. Um, people going through divorce or custody battle. That's that's an ugly part of life. And I do injury work as well. Um, I have two divisions in my law firm, personal injury and family. And honestly, it's just broken people who've been in horrible relationships for a long time or just want to see their children. And, and it's literally... Um, I literally am helping people um, get a, to a happier chapter to get resolution. And it, it, it's not like, oh, happy, you know, it's not happy, but it is happy because I'm helping people go through horrible stuff and I'm providing them, I'm walking them through it with expertise and grace and excellence. And I also am very much so a person who refers people to um, some therapists that I have a relationship with. I'm also people tell, I'm also the type of attorney who tells people, you're not ready for a divorce. Go to premarital, go to a marital counseling, work this out. I'm an advocate for, for love and marriage. But when I have clients who are in domestic violence situations and someone's cleaned out an account and they don't even know how they're going to feed themselves. I feel amazing when I'm able to help somebody. So my life's work is to help people. And then I stumbled into coaching first, my family start their businesses and help them reach really, really radical success in short periods of time. And then I started doing it with other people around me. And then I was like, hold on, we got to monetize this. It's taking a lot of my time and I love it. I love helping people. So what is your purpose? I said all that not to, you know, brag. I said all of that to say, when I do those things, when I'm in a consultation, when I'm in a mediation, when I'm in a deposition, when I'm in a client strategy session, I feel goosebumps all over. When my, when my, my tribe, the people that God has given me to help, have breakthroughs, breakthroughs. I love it. What do you love? What gives you goosebumps? The universe is trying to tell you something. Are you listening? The last thing is practicing radical integrity. Ooh. And, you know, I am, I do consider myself to have high integrity, but integrity is these fake people pleasers out here, people pleasers are liars. If you're doing something that you don't want to do, you're not being honest. Like a lot of people will say, you know, I'm from New York, I'm from Brooklyn. And people will say, oh, you're direct or you're blunt. I've learned to be that way. And I think it's the loving thing to do. I don't want to lie to anybody. People want to talk and not like you, however you are. So you might as well be honest. Let them let, let, let them not like you for who you really are <laughs> or love you for who you really are. 
that's it for today's episode, Junicorn. I'm so excited. I know, I know, I know. It's May. The course hasn't come out yet. It's coming out. I have webinars dropping. I want nothing but exceptional things for you guys. And if you sign up for the course, and it's probably by the end of this month, uh, oh my gosh, my uh, <laughs> my staff is going to get back. Probably in June, probably June, we're going to drop something. And I want it to be exceptional. And it's been delayed because I've been going through some personal things, guys, some personal things. I will let you guys know, especially the ones in the course with the dealio is. But I also believe in giving you guys exceptional work. And I, you, sh- you will not get wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, from me, okay? I enjoyed this episode. I'm so full. I hope I helped one person. Hope I have helped at least one person. If you're getting anything out of this, we have a private Facebook group, group guys. Um, the Unicorn Entrepreneur. Hit me up. Let me know. I am getting feedback and it's positive. And I want to do episodes that you guys want to hear. Let me know what you want. Let's go get them, unicorns. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? Then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. <laughs>